Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. My friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Welcome to your NFL season. No turning back now. Hop on the train. Or get run over. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. You're going to want to set a reminder, especially this time of the year. Early odds, Saturdays, 8 a.m. here on 670 The Score. Must listen every Saturday morning. If you haven't been with us for previous football seasons, I'd like to bring on some of the sharpest betting minds in the industry and go over the NFL card, sharing our favorite selections. No different today. An outstanding guest joining me in a moment. Uh, you should really follow me on Twitter, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. There I share a ton of sports betting content, at Joe0670. And if you're looking for some Chicago-related sports betting content, you may have noticed that uh, I've been on the score a whole lot lately. Yeah, I appear four times a week. Tuesday afternoons with Parkins and Spiegel, Wednesday mornings with Molly and Haw, Thursdays with Lawrence Holmes, and Fridays with Bernstein and Rahimi. And if you're looking for more of the national flavor, meaning a lot of NFL and college football, BetQL Daily, weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. BetQL Daily airs on 105.9 FM HD2, 105.9 FM HD2, if you have one of those HD radios, Odyssey app. Just search BetQL Network, and we Twitch. You can watch twitch.tv slash BetQL. That's weekdays, 8 to 11 a.m. It's myself, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth. So I was racking my brain, trying to figure out, okay, who's the perfect guest we've had in the past on early odds on Sports Radio 670, the score that we need for week one? Didn't have to think too long. Ah, Adam Chernoff, at Adam Chernoff on Twitter. 
He's the product manager for covers, and you should check out his podcast, the Simple Handicap Podcast with Adam Chernoff. Make sure you subscribe. Adam, how you feeling heading into uh, our first Sunday? Uh, we'll see our family. We'll catch up with everybody in about five months. I've been, I said goodbye to the wife on Wednesday and Did you? letting her handle things until mid-February, but doing great. I would put one caveat to that intro. And what you omitted was all of the really, really good guests were taken. And I'm just the one that no. always tends to be available. So not, that's, that's a caveat that's needed. No, not true at all. Every time you come on the <laughs> score, I get emails, I get DMs, people are looking for more information. Wait, what was that guy's name? What's his Twitter handle? What's the name of that podcast? Every single time. So they're paying attention. No, no, you were number one on the list. All right. So we're one game into the NFL season. We had a high scoring affair. I think it's pretty interesting that there are so many totals that are into the 50s in the first week of the season. But after these numbers, sides and totals have been beaten down by many of the sharper betters in the world for months and months. As we look at it now, a day out, is there value on the board still? Or do you think, yeah, you know what? My numbers with the information at our disposal, I just don't know that there's as much of an edge as there was, say, a few weeks ago. Well, I'll tell you what, as beat down as we tend to always believe that these lines are, there was no shortage of late movement for the big Thursday night game between Dallas and Tampa Bay. I mean, that thing was locked in at really seven and a half after the Prescott injury news and uncertainty, but all day Thursday, there were places that were 10 minus 120. Like there was no shortage of movement there. So uh, we, we get in the habit as betters and folks in the media and everybody that follows this on a daily basis, as much as you and I do of sort of just assuming that these prices are cemented in. But if Thursday was a sign of things to come, uh, I think on Sunday morning, we're going to see a lot of activity on the odds board with a lot of things moving around. But um, really, the, the one thing that I would encourage people to think about before the games kick off is where do we sort of look at these matchups and tend to value the season-long prediction of teams versus the actual week one matchup? Because if you've watched any NFL media, any NFL betting media, um, anything related to that or adjacent to it within the space. It's all been preview talk for this mm -hmm. season as a whole for the better part of the last two months. And it's very easy to take your opinion of a team for the full season and just assume you're going to bet that in week one. And the matchup tends to be ignored quite often. And so, again, we've saw late movement that would sort of contradict that these lines are always stuck in place. But a lot of the value early comes from thinking week one matchup rather than season long matchup with so many betters tend to do. So certainly value still out there to be had. That's a great point. You just end up repeating what you've been saying for months and months and months, uh, previewing the season. There is one specific matchup, a, a team I'm down on, but a team I'm betting on this week. We'll get to that in a little bit, but, but you know where we have to start here. We're, we're talking about the start of the Bears season. The Andy Dalton era and Bears fans hoping it doesn't last too long on Sunday night. The Rams are favored by seven and a half. This moved uh, off to seven a couple of weeks ago. Now, the total is a little bit higher than I expected. The low point was 44, and we've been hanging around 46 and a half, 47. It's interesting that you reference what we saw on Thursday night with the line movement there. 
Uh, my thinking is that betters are going to treat this in a similar fashion. We already saw the San Francisco line go up. And after much of the public gets their results in for the noon games and the three o'clock games, they're going to come in heavy on the Rams for this night game, or they're going to be one of the most popular teaser legs out there. Do you expect this number to, to go north by the time they kick off on Sunday night? Well, first of all, from the total perspective, there was a very big release from a very influential betting group uh, early this week that was on the over. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, and we're seeing some places top out right now at 47, um, knowing that, I obviously, when there's more points and there's a big favorite like this, you can sort of expect the, the spread to follow suit because it's more difficult historically to cover a spread when the total is shorter. There's a higher total, higher variance, more scoring, pretty simplistic there. But seeing what we saw Thursday night and how much that number moved late, and then seeing that this game is in the Sunday night spot, which will be the double up situation, the chasing situation for so many <laughs> folks from what happened earlier in the day. Um, and that this is not really threatened the flat number of seven, which is very keen. It's been at seven and a half or higher. I think it's sort of inevitable that we do see a bit of movement up here on the side. Specifically, the total for the most part has been realized in a way, but I wouldn't be shocked to see that total continue to push up either just knowing who was ultimately betting that early in the week. So I don't love hearing that one of the sharper groups around is on the over because I am on the under uh, expecting to have a lower scoring game for the fourth consecutive year. I don't expect uh, Andy Dalton will be able to hold up his end of the bargain as far as that goes. Bears team total bouncing around uh, 19. I've seen some books have uh, lowered it. Uh, a little bit more even, but I know you have a play on this game. How are you attacking bears Rams? So I, I have the team total for LA over 26 and a half. And the reason that I'm on that likely a very similar reason to why we're seeing this total go up. And we think about Sean McVay and the last couple of seasons and how much his play calling in general has regressed, right? He was in 2017, 2018, just lauded for his play calling expertise and how different his offense was, but it was largely figured out by the league and he was sort of stuck. You remove Jared Goff from the equation and you insert Matthew Stafford. Not only do you give McVay and his play calling ability, like a significant upgrade from a talent perspective, but you also reintroduce that element of general uncertainty from a defensive opponent game planning perspective. We don't really know what this offense is going to look like. And McVeigh is historically sort of renounced for his lack of interest in preseason games, to put it lightly. And this preseason, after losing six coaches and assistants in the offseason, we saw a very different McVeigh throughout camp and the preseason for his energy, his involvement, uh, his willingness to really see things through to the end. And so A lot of things really pointing, in my opinion, between the lines, also what's been made publicly about a very different look for the Rams and also a very big level of uncertainty and sort of rejuvenation for McVay and what he's able to do from a play calling perspective. And so as good as the Bears front defensively may be, really have concerns about their secondary with the departure of Fuller and some other pieces. I think that's going to take a little bit just for things to 
come together for the, the Bears defensively within the secondary. So in this Sunday nighter uh, on the fast surface in L.A. with McVeigh with Stafford, that uncertainty, I think it's just a spot that points to uh, some scoring here. And, and I like the team total for the Rams at anything better than 27. Okay, so 26 and a half. Where would you stop betting that if that uh, continues to head north? Uh, 27 and a half would be the peak. Obviously, four touchdowns, 28. That's the key there. Um, I am quoting a price that I played. It was minus 130 at 26 and a half. So it was a bit of what would be considered an alternate now. Um, so just to be fair to everybody who's listening to the show, sure. now that this total's moved, if you can get 27 and a half or better, uh, that's still worth the play when you're listening to the show right now. Okay, very good. Adam Chernoff, product manager for Covers. Joe Ostrowski here. This is Early Odds Sports Radio 670, The Score. I wanted to get your thoughts on Steelers-Bills. Buffalo favored by six. The uh, total on this game has gone up. It opened at 43, but we're up to 48 in the hook. Buffalo, a very public team. There was a moment in time when this thing did get to seven, but there was immediate buyback. On the Pittsburgh side, new offensive coordinator for the Steelers is Matt Canada. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, maybe this is his last season, so he gets a new OC near the tail end of his career. Pittsburgh hung around. The defense did a nice job against Josh Allen late last year, holding him to five and a half yards per attempt throughout the year. He was averaging eight. I'm not high on the Steelers for the season. Their win total is eight and a half. But this is a matchup that I think that uh, Pittsburgh can keep this within a touchdown as long as they're getting six or more. We know about the good defense, number one defensive DVOA a season ago. You're not going to shut down Josh Allen. I just think that the Steelers offense can kind of hang around. And I'm expecting maybe in a similar way to what we saw last year. Hey, they have a pretty nice start, but then they uh, then they begin to fade. I'm on Pittsburgh plus six and a half. Any thoughts on this matchup? Well, you mentioned the buyback at seven and for maybe new betters listening, the most important point spreads in the NFL are three, seven and 10. And then the secondary ones would be four and six. So once it gets to seven, there's most likely from a number that opens six like this one did and moved up. um, That's where people are taking positions the other way. So that's just important to think about when you're looking at point spreads, but the large reason behind that, move back from seven to six and a half and why there was what we call resistance when we're looking at this was because of the game that you mentioned that was played in December last year in week 14. And when we look back at what the point spread was for that game, which was also in Buffalo, the Steelers opened as two and a half point favorites in that game. So obviously that bills won that game had a pick six um, to sort of contribute to their offense, but when we're thinking about the Steelers two and a half point favorites in that open, and now we're looking at the bills as six and a half point favorites, the other way, there's only been four or five games played between the two teams collectively since that game occurred. And both of these teams are in most part returning the majority of the most important starters on the team. And so there's a lot of betters that'll just look at the numbers here. And again, this is that spot where, the season-long outlook for the Steelers, for most betters, is probably much lesser than the season-long optimism that tends to exist for most betters when they're looking at the Bills. But when we're looking at this matchup specifically, people see the number, and it's just a very big adjustment from what we saw really not that long ago 
with two teams that are very similar to that game played in December. So that's really the market set up here in the situation. The one thing that I would say that is important here to think about is the one part of these two teams that has really changed is that Steelers offensive line where they're looking at potentially four different starters from what they had last year with Okafor, the returning starter banner is injured, but there's just an absolute mess up front for the Steelers right now going into this season. And so Roethlisberger last year had to get the football out very quickly because of his sort of lack of arm strength. We'll be polite today here on the radio. (laughs) Um, And now you wonder if that offensive line doesn't give him any time or protection, how quick and condensed this offense is ultimately going to look like. So um, from a numbers perspective, I certainly agree with your bet there, but this is not one that I've necessarily stepped into going to sit on the sidelines for this one and watch it play out. Uh, Adam, I know you have plays on a number of these NFC North matchups. We talked about Bears Rams. What about the Packers and the Saints? Throughout much of the offseason, this was inside of a field goal, hanging around two and a half when we were waiting on an Aaron Rodgers decision. Once we got that, we got to a field goal, then north of a field goal. And of course, we know what's happened in the New Orleans area with the, uh, the awful weather. And we now have a neutral site game. And much of the week, this is four. We saw it get down to three and a half. What's your read with the uh, Packers and Saints playing in Jacksonville this weekend? So I bet the Saints at four. And like we were just talking about with the key numbers, if you're just getting into betting, you're listening to the show, it, it's very important to get the best price you can, obviously, for every bet. And with four being so key, now with this at three and a half and kind of an expensive three and a half to back the Saints, that bet losing a bit of value, but leave that for for listening to see what you think of maybe what I say. And I'll, I'll leave that opinion to anyone listening for whether they want to jump in on the Saints. So we just talked about the Steelers. They have all of those offensive line issues. The only team that might rival them in offensive line issues within the league going into week one is the Green Bay Packers. So again, you lose a key center in the offseason. David Bakhtiari, a big left tackle for this team. Everybody knows the name. He's not going to be out there. Another couple of pieces depart from that offensive line, and it's a spot where we're going to see rookies starting and all five guys that are going to be there playing positions as either a first-timer or away from their regular position. And the Saints front seven, although the secondary is taking the front back, the front seven for New Orleans still very, very strong up front. And so that's, a, I think, going to be a bit of a trouble spot for Green Bay early in the season and matched up against this Saints front seven, uh, I think they're going to be able to get a, plenty of pressure on Rodgers, uh, really eliminate a lot of the ground game too. So big offensive line concerns for the Packers. But another thing I really put a lot of value on in week one is great play callers with that level of uncertainty, very similar to McVay. Sean Payton, one of the best coaches in the NFL, one of the best offensive play callers. Now he gets Jameis, which is, you say what you want about Jameis. He's a renewed level of arm strength for this Saints offense and for Peyton to utilize that he has not had with Breeze for a couple of seasons now. You combine that with the Taysom Hill dynamic, not many defensive coordinators, a new one for Green Bay is going to know necessarily what to expect. Mm -hmm. And the one sort of flaw, I would say, with the Packers defense, especially in matchups like this, they play a ton of dime coverage because they're so small on the back end within the secondary. They've got a ton of speed and a ton of talent and coverage. 
There's no denying that. But with Mike Patton, who's no longer there, they played the highest rate of dime coverage in the NFL because they just have a ton of small guys. And when you look at the Saints, it's multiple backs out of the backfield on the ground, catching the football, Taysom Hill and his power running style. And you add that element of Jamison and the downfield passing willingness that he's able to implement. It's just, it's a tricky Saints offense to game plan for until we really figure out what they're going to look like. So all of that combined, I think the Saints getting points here in the neutral site in Jacksonville uh, is a good bet to make against a very popular Packers side. This is early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, Adam Chernoff, Covers.com, and he has the Simple Handicap Podcast. Uh, Adam, let's uh, finish off the NFC North conversation because there's another game in the North that you are interested in, and it's San Francisco. Now, when you bet this, it was sitting at 7.5, and and this thing continues to get bigger and bigger, kind of like the activity that we saw on Thursday. Are you still willing to back San Francisco at nine or as long as it's single digits? What do you think? Uh, it's it's getting up there. Like you mentioned, yeah. we're seeing a nine right now. That's a that's a lot different to lay minus nine than it was a very cheap seven and a half. And so starting to get to be a pretty big number. Now, with that said, key numbers are always important. And eight is obviously the number between seven and a half and nine. So doesn't carry the huge value like seven and three, but still this price is going to continue to go up. We saw that Tampa Bay price against Dallas. You think about the gap between those two teams and how sort of insignificant, I guess it is. Then you think of the difference between San Francisco and Detroit uh, much wider, and it's not going to take an NFL expert to sort of say that. So wouldn't be surprised to see this continue to go up, but I would say that a prop bet for the course of the season, which I think, as Chicago Bears fans listening to this podcast are probably going to enjoy making, if you can find odds on Jared Goff to throw an interception or multiple (laughs) interceptions per game, Mm -hmm. uh, just go for it. It goes back to what I was saying about McVay and Stafford. Jared Goff, before Sean McVay came into Los Angeles, he came into the league in 2016. He went 0-7 as a starter in his first year was throwing interceptions left and right. And it's a well sort of discussed story and like a very famous point that Sean McVay communicated with Jared Goff at the line of scrimmage, helping him read coverages, helping him understand where to go with the football for all of his time in LA. And the reason we saw Goff improve was the play calling from McVay. But a very large part of that was the support that he was given at the line of scrimmage. So now you put Goff, in an environment where you take McVay out of his ear and who do we put in Anthony Lynn. And I I don't, you don't have to look far to find criticism for Anthony Lynn and some of the issues he caused. So that's an enormous downgrade for Jared Goff to have supporting him. And from the head coach side, you have Dan Campbell, who's the laughingstock of the NFL and both of those guys making their first start for the Detroit lions And Goff, even with McVay in his ear and the best support possible, always struggles against pressure. One of the worst quarterbacks under pressure in the entire NFL. He faces one of the deepest pass rushes in San Francisco. Last year, with McVay and all the injuries the 49ers had, he was unable to throw for 200 yards in either of the games within the division. Now it's a much different situation. I think that his accuracy is going to become a huge concern. He's going to be under pressure consistently this game. He doesn't have weapons to throw to in Detroit. If you can find those props to throw interceptions, I would much rather be betting those with this number at nine and going higher. 
than I would be just running the back San Francisco. But I think this is a pretty lopsided affair either way you want to look at it. But put that Goff INT prop bet in your pocket each and every week, and I think you'll be happy as we get to the end of the season. Yeah, I'm with you. That is something that I was uh, taking a look at earlier in the offseason. The interception total for Goff is 13 and a half, and he had years with the Rams with McVay in his ear when he went over that number of 13 and a half. Are you with me on over that number for the season? I'm with you on the over for the season, and I'm with you for him to lead the league in interceptions, which when I played it a few weeks ago was right around the nine to one level. It's come in a bet a little bit, but if you still like that bet, that's a pretty nice one to put in your pocket as well. Yes, you can still find him around that number in that eight to one, nine to one range. Adam Chernoff covers dot com, the simple handicap podcast. Please hold tight because there's a few more games that we need to address. And I know there's a player prop that you'd like to share with the people more on NFL week one. Damn, that feels good to say. NFL Week 1. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Saturday mornings 8 to 9 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Score listener line is open 24-7-365, and it's powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter, and Beat the Books. 
Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. This is 670, the score on a Saturday morning. Points bet, running a promotion right now that you can't beat if you're betting the NFL. No juice for the month of September. No juice. Why bet 11 to win 10 when you can bet 10 to win 10? It adds up, people. Trust me, it happens quickly, especially with football here. Devin Hester making an appearance today at Points Bet Crestwood at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Devin will be taking pictures, answering questions, and giving away some prizes. Again, Devin Hester will be at Points Bet Crestwood today at 1 o'clock. Adam Chernoff of Covers.com and the Simple Handicap Podcast still with me. Uh, we covered Bears-Rams, Bills-Steelers, Packers-Saints, Niners-Lions, but there's so much more. Appreciate you being generous with your time today. All right, Adam, I was uh, pleased to see that we are on the same play in an AFC East matchup. We've got the Patriots hosting the Dolphins. Now, Miami, I, I'm not sure that I'm that high on them for the season. Not sure they can replicate 29 takeaways. They really need the offense to step up and do their part. But uh, an intriguing matchup, the last couple Alabama quarterbacks, Tua against Mac, and uh, the Patriots did dip into free agency. They've got some of those COVID opt-outs from a year ago. Those have returned. A lot of chatter around this game is about the trend. The home team always covers the point spread. Bill Belichick early in the season, but uh, Bill Belichick early in the season had Tom Brady at his, as his quarterback, not a rookie. And without Stefan Gilmore for this game, we're in agreement here. Miami plus three, right? I'm on Miami plus three as well. By the time everybody's listening to this, it actually might be a little bit better than the three and you can maybe see a three and a half minus 115 potentially on an alternate line or find the better price but likely one where the bet that i made earlier in the week is probably going to be at a worse number than we see closing but what i find interesting about that is mac jones has been ruled as the starter for a couple of weeks now like this isn't news that dropped on thursday when a lot of money came in on the New England Patriots in this spot. And so the only real news around this game that came in on Thursday when this line jumped was a COVID situation for Miami, which may at the worst cost them their starting left tackle. And it, it just seemed like an odd time for this game to move. And it seemed like an odd set of circumstances for it to move because if, if Mac Jones was really the reason that dictated money coming into the market and moving this price up, I'm a little uncertain why it didn't happen when that news was ultimately announced or if limits were the issue earlier in the week on Monday and Tuesday when the limits were increased to begin with. And so it, it's just a weird line and a weird move from my perspective. But my view on this game was that Tua in camp and preseason from just an eye test level looked significantly different than what we saw from him in his debut season last year. And a lot of that has to do with him potentially being healthy because we can't really forget that coming into 2020, he was off of a pretty serious injury that tended to sort of limit what he can do. So to me, just eye test wise, he looked like a very different quarterback head coaches will always say nice things about their quarterback. So Flores coming out and sort of confirming that in quotes only goes so far, but what stood out to me as well was not only Flores, but a lot of players within the offense were 
confirming that that was in fact the case and they were seeing different things from Tua. Mm -hmm. And when there was the Deshaun Watson talk going around, despite Watson being one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the NFL and any team not named Kansas City or Green Bay uh, or potentially Buffalo crazy to go get Watson, um, lots of people were saying Tua is our quarterback within this team. And so this is still a very good Miami secondary, one of the better units in the league potentially an offense that's going to look much better than what we saw in 2020 facing a rookie quarterback in new England. That's a team that's very much void of weapons. I get it. Look good in preseason for Mac Jones against second and third string defenses, but this is a really big step up for him to face. So um, not sure. I quite understand this movement and to get three with the dolphins. I feel like it's a, a pretty good bet here within the division. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, 670 to score. My guess, Adam Chernoff, Adam, uh, here's something that I don't quite understand. And I, I know that your team is participating in this one, but I'm looking at Jets Panthers and I'm not quite sure which team is going to have the better quarterback. However, earlier this week, I mean, Sam Darnold laying a lot of points in a brand new offense. Can you make any sense of the number? Why, why did it get up to six? And now it's calmed down a little bit. The market slapped it down here. But, man, I, I couldn't believe earlier this week. Really? Sam Darnold, new offense, new coaching staff, and, and he's favored by six over the hotshot rookie? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I couldn't believe it either. And part of the difficulty of doing sports betting media, especially as a guest side, is that you play numbers at a certain price, and then later in the week you end up doing an interview, and, and the price has obviously moved. And so – like I can speak about this game when it was at five and a half and it was a very cheap five and a half for the jets that allowed for a very fair buy up to get the jets plus six. I felt like that was a very good bet and the markets to an extent validated that now with it coming back to even as low as three and a half at some pretty prominent casinos in Las Vegas as we're speaking. And so um, again, the numbers in the NFL are so important and to talk about a game at six, versus now talking about it at three and a half. Uh, it's a very different set of circumstances. But like you said, like who is the better quarterback in this game? And and to, to really make a firm distinction at this point, we have Darnold with a pretty big sample size of saying that he was one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL for a couple of seasons. Is removing him from Gase and that offensive line situation and putting him with Joe Brady behind another bad offensive line situation in Carolina, like really going to change all that much immediately in week one against a very good Jets front seven? Maybe, but again, when you're getting that many points, it's, it's, it's a significant difference. And so I don't know if we know who the better quarterback is. And to an extent with the coaching staff for the Jets, we know that the coaching staff is not going to be as bad for the Jets as what was there last year, Wilson from a quarterback perspective could very well be better than what was there last year. And we can almost be very certain that the wide receiver and weapon situation for the jets this year is going to be very much better than what was there last year. Very much better, a clever use of words that are better. (laughs) But um, the point is that we can look at the jets and point at basically every element on the team of being better than it was in 2020 Sure. And I'm just not so sure that Darnold just all of a sudden becomes this great quarterback because he's put into the system. And so that was where I sort of looked at this and said it was way too many points. But now there is. 
it's fair. So again, it's another one of those situations where I'm not going to say run out and bet this at three and a half or four, but sure. I'll leave it at sort of the listener's leisure to sort of act on that and see what they think with this price. Um, just because I got a much better one earlier in the week. Uh, one other game that I wanted to ask you about, and speaking of getting the best of the number, we have the Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. And all summer long before they made the decision, Vic Fangio's club, this was sitting around one and a half, around two points as a road favorite. But now we're out to three after naming Teddy Bridgewater the starter. He has a terrific record against the spread. And um, I'm trying to be careful. I- I'm thinking this through, going back to a comment you made earlier about your evaluation of a team for the season versus a specific matchup like we have here in week one. I do like the Broncos to have a winning year, so I think they'd go over the win total. And I'm down on the Giants because I don't like the way they handled their offseason. They didn't address the offensive line like I would have, and that seems to be the biggest hole on the team. And it's a prove-it year for Daniel Jones, but again, you're probably going to be running for your life, and here you are against Vic Fangio's defense. Uh, what are your thoughts on Broncos minus three here? Yeah, not not a lot aside from what you just articulated pretty well, where in general, a lot of optimism for betters around the Denver Broncos and a lot of pessimism for the Giants. But again, it's a case where both of those outlooks were really when the discussion was about the season as a whole. And now with the Denver Broncos, obviously with Teddy Bridgewater stepping in, we have a lot more of a, an idea about what this offense is going to look like rather than like a McVay with Stafford or the potential dynamic in San Francisco or the Saints and that quarterback duo that they're going to have. Like there's a lot of uncertainty around those teams. When it, when it comes to Denver, there's not that elite offensive play caller and Teddy Bridgewater through his career has been the guy that doesn't make bad mistakes, but he's not dynamic or creative by nature. He has a very sort of conservative style to how he plays, which is what this Broncos team desperately needs. But I don't think it nearly creates as big of a defensive game planning issue for the giants as, as some of those other teams that we've talked about going up against offenses, which we, we just really don't know. And so Broncos as a team stacked defensively, a ton of skill position players that could be starters for any other team in the league. They've got a very, very good roster, but is Bridgewater going to be the guy that really maximizes that, especially week one on the road against the Giants, a defense that is going to be a lot better than people anticipate Broncos are going to be very, very popular side um, going into this game. But I just, with the Giants, if Ingram was for sure going to be starting and we knew Barkley was at full health, um, that would be a bit of a different story. And I would probably very well be on the Giants, but some injury concerns to that offense that just have me a little hesitant. So not really a whole lot to offer on this game, but in terms of the focusing on week one versus the season outlook, this is really sort of the prime candidate for how that, thought process may differ when you're going to make a bet. Adam Chernoff, product manager, covers.com, likes the Rams team total over, uh, the Saints getting four, the Niners, he bet it when it was seven and a half. Now it's getting a little bit dicey. Uh, Miami, take the points there. It might be three and a half. I saw the contest the other day. They closed that one at three and a half. So they're expecting uh, that to spike with more and more New England support. Take uh, golf to throw an interception. Uh, last thing, Adam, quickly, is are there any player props that you want to throw out to the early odds audience? 
I'll give you one in Jacksonville, Houston. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, his rushing yards are at 16 and a half at most sports books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Urban Meyer, a spread offensive guy. When they drafted Lawrence, Meyer really came out and was adamant about how excited he was to rely on Lawrence's mobility and get him moving outside of the pocket and really use his legs. And that was a common theme that tended to continue throughout camp and throughout preseason from a lot of things that were being reported and sort of what we saw Houston defensively an absolute mess. So he's going to have no shortage of open receivers to throw to, but I think for a rookie quarterback, a first time head coach, there's going to be an emphasis to get things comfortable, rely on what they know. And that's Lawrence and his legs, 16 and a half, a pretty short number there may also find some pretty appealing prices to score a touchdown. But I think, just looking at Lawrence in his first start with that rushing total at 16 and a half, that could be a pretty good one to put in the account for Sunday. Adam, I uh, I talked about this exact prop on BetQL Daily on Friday, and I gave it out. And then I saw after the fact that you had it, I'm like, oh, good. Oh, good. I don't want to watch the game, but I will <laughs> no. have this, this prop bet in the account. But I, I'll just check the box score because I don't want to watch this game at all. It's yeah. the ultimate box score checker for a prop bet. <laughs> 100%. Adam Chernoff, follow him on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Check out covers.com and the Simple Handicap Podcast. Adam, thank you so much for your time today on Early Odds. Best of luck with all your week one wagers. Absolutely. Same to you, Joe. Enjoy the season. I recapped Adam's locked in play, so I should do the same with mine. Steelers plus six and a half, Dolphins three, Broncos minus three, and we both like that Trevor Lawrence rushing yards prop. Quick side note, Jalen Hurts. Kyler Murray, just looking around at some player props. Pretty good plus money to score a touchdown if you're interested. And if you're looking for more NFL and college football picks and futures, download my BetQL Daily Podcast, BetQL Daily Podcast. Jim Miller is next and explains why you have an advantage using points bet this month. Early odds, Saturdays 8 to 9 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Joe Ostrowski with you on a Saturday morning. It's early odds, Sports Radio 670, The Score, and the Odyssey app. Bears legend Devin Hester. You can meet Devin Hester today. He's going to be at Points Bet Crestwood at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Devin Hester at Points Bet in Crestwood, 1 o'clock. The address 13148 Rivercrest Drive. Over in Crestwood, you could swing by for the meet and greet. He'll be answering some questions, taking pictures, and giving away signed memorabilia. Now with us, our weekly contributor here on Early Odds, Jim Miller. He works at uh, Hawthorne Racecourse, where they also have a points bet sports book. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Joe. And yeah, man, it's they're, they're getting prepared now because you had week one of college football last week and week one of the NFL season. Tons of TVs. You have to be on site to sign up if you haven't signed up by now. But man, Sunday afternoon football lines are shifting so quickly. This is this is going to be just absolutely fantastic. All right. We got spoiled in week zero with the juice free games. We got spoiled week one college football. All the top 25 action. No juice. What's the special happening at points bet for tomorrow when uh, NFL week one kicks into high gear? All right, think about this. Now, NFL Week 1 tomorrow, no juice on any of the sides for NFL Week 1, but then take it through the entire month of September. That's what you have to do, though. When this is the biggest sport to to wager on, 
legally is NFL football. Everybody wants to get in on the action. You don't only give them a week here. You give them a whole month, and that's what PointsBet is doing, and I think it's really smart because we talk time and again, Joe, about shopping your prices. You talk about how slim margins can be. This is the way to do it. You get everybody jumping. Now you're getting three weeks worth of action out of it for the no-juice weekends for the NFL, and I think it's it's pretty awesome. You don't know what's going to happen early on the season, but the smart bettors can make a lot of money here early on. All right, Bears-Rams tomorrow night. You know, for most of the country, I don't think they're going to be too excited about seeing Andy Dalton in a primetime spot first weekend of the season. I mean, this is your number one game from a TV perspective. But, hey, uh, the way I look at this game, Jim, the Rams are going to be probably the most popular teaser leg for good reason. As long as you can bring that down inside of a field goal. I don't understand the total part. I mean, this is this has been sitting uh, at around 47 and a half uh, throughout the week. It just seems too high, even with the addition of Stafford. When you're talking 47 and a half, they're basically saying the Bears are going to score 20. No, I, I want to see how they're going to do it. I, I really do. I mean, you have to think they were they were hopeful that there was going to be some Justin Fields action throughout the course of this game somewhere just because of the amount of eyes that are going to be on the screens watching this, but the Rams defense is good. The bears defense is pretty good. And you want to get to 47 and a half, something flukish is going to have to happen. Either is some sort of turnover, some sort of special team score. But even with that, I still don't think that'll be enough. So I'll be curious to see. I expect that total to come down, but I'll be curious to see how far it does come down by Sunday night. It would probably have to be a route, right? I would think so. That That's the only way you can get there and then get some garbage scores late. All right. What's the uh, Bears-Rams special at points bet this week? All right. This week for the points bet for the Bears-Rams special. And it's cool because a lot of people are going to be focused on this game. It's a $20 risk-free bet. Any bet on that game, but it's the first wager you play. So if you're playing multiple wagers on that game, make sure that $20 wager is the first wager you can play because you can go up to $20 there. A risk-free bet on Sunday night football this week. A lot of eyes are going to be here on the Chicago team, at least locally. But why not jump in, put some parlays together, take a, take a shot at a first score, anything along those lines, where you're going to get that money back and uh, site credit if you don't hit on that first $20 wager. You're reading my mind. I mean, if you're giving me $23 on a primetime game, you know what I'm doing. I'm not doing a parlay. I'm doing first touchdown of the game and taking a shot on somebody, maybe a quarterback rushing it in. And why not do that? Do it. Do a second tight end. Uh, do do someone along those lines, a, a middling receiver where you're going to get really good odds. Take that shot because you're not losing anything in the end, but, but the return could be excellent. All right. I'm looking down the board. I'm looking. I'm looking. Andy Dalton, 40 to one. <laughs> no, no response. 40 to one. Stafford, why 35. Not? Stafford, 35. Is that better? Why not Andy Dalton? Get the get the Tom Brady one yard plunge. Wait, hold that, on. That, that might be the way to do it. Justin Fields package forty to one. Hmm? Really? Yeah. You're, he's gonna he's going to be on the field. There's gonna be a few plays where he's gonna show up. Be it be it a wildcat. Be it something along those lines. He will be out there at some point. Let me ask you this, Joe. Do they use Justin Fields possibly like the Saints used the Taysom Hill? Do you throw him in the shotgun? Whatever, say, say you're first and goal on the eight. You throw him in the Ooh. shotgun, snap it to him, and let him tuck it and run. I'd kind of hate that. <laughs> I'd like to hit a bet, but I'd kind of hate that. He's not Taysom Hill. He's your QB1 for hopefully the next decade. I don't you think he does that. So. 
I don't think he does Nagy that. could do that. We'll Nagy could do that. That's true. He's done dumber things. <laughs> Our- he could do it for sure. All right, Jim, do you have more winners with the horses? Yeah, we had a good week last week. We played three horses across the board, had a win and two second place finishes. So we're going right back to Hawthorne on uh, Saturday night again. Race two, we're going to bet the one Casamiasa across the board, a horse that has a lot of good speed. Race four, bet the one Ashley's Joy across the board. And then in race six, bet the four rain and shine across the board. That one will be flying late. Let's see if we can make some more money. Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse, weekly early odds contributor here on 670. The score, Jim, enjoy week one in the NFL. And we go right to week two next week. Can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Let's see if we can find some season props for week two. Thanks, Jim. You got it. Thanks, Joe. Guys, best of luck tomorrow and all season with your NFL bets, side, total, props, your contest picks, pick em pools, survivor plays, Fantasy teams, all of it. I know I'm missing some stuff, but best of luck with everything this football season. And don't bet beyond your means, all right? Best time of the year for bettors and all sports fans. If you were late to the party this morning, we got you covered with the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app or subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast. Earlier this hour, had an enlightening chat with my guest Adam Chernoff all about NFL Week 1 and our favorite picks. Catch me on The Score Tuesday through Friday. I make weekly appearances with the four shows. So uh, you could find me there talking about Chicago sports, betting angles, and, of course, the NFL and college football. I host BetQL Daily with Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth, weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on 105.9 FM HD2, 105.9 FM HD2, and the BetQL Daily Podcast, and the Odyssey app. And it's on YouTube and now Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql. On Twitter, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. I think I covered it all there. Up next, it's Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. Have an amazing weekend. Cash some tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 